Hey there, and welcome to your weekly episode of I Didn't Sign Up For This with Allison Casanova and myself, Jade Shaw. We are both licensed marriage and family therapists here in the Bay Area of California. Whether you're a practitioner yourself or just interested in topics around mental health and therapy, join us here for some real and honest conversations. Please note that this podcast is not a replacement for therapy or medical advice. Any questions about your specific situation should be directed to your own therapist or primary care physician. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to our weekly episode of I Didn't Sign Up For This. Uh, We are on week two, and today we are talking about ghosting versus boundaries. So why did we choose this topic for today? We thought that um, with the holidays coming up, it would be a really good time to talk about boundaries, what they are, how to hold them when you know that your boundaries are being crossed and what to do about that. Um, And we also wanted to talk a little bit about ghosting because Allison and I had a conversation about how ghosting is this, well, we'll get into it later, what it is, but how the two are sort of similar um, and how to tell the two apart. So that's a little bit about what we're talking about today. So let's start by talking about what ghosting is. Um, I think it's something that we're all familiar with now that we have uh, access to technology because it definitely makes communication easier. And basically what it is, is you have been in contact with someone. I think it's definitely more related to the dating world, but it can be related to your personal life, professional life as well. And it's basically you're talking with somebody and then out of nowhere, you just stop talking to them. And a lot of times people use this as an easy out because instead of saying, thank you, I don't think we are a good fit or, you know, the timing of this interaction isn't ideal for me or, you know, this just isn't working or I don't feel comfortable. It's a lot easier to just stop talking to somebody and uh, it makes it easier to do because of, because we have access to technology. Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) something that's more common now. It's so much easier to stop talking to somebody by not responding to their text messages versus, you know, years ago when you would talk on the phone, you sort of had to communicate something to them. I guess you could not answer your phone, but it's a little bit different. (laughs) It is. It is. And this could happen across the board with emails, voicemails, text messages, but I think it's primarily with text messages. Instead of just saying, I don't want to talk to you anymore, it's easier to just, what they, I think the term that I hear most often is they left it on open. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. (laughs) Or they left it on red because you know how if you have a similar platform, like if you have somebody that you're talking to that has an iPhone and you have an iPhone, or if you have a Android and the other person has an Android, you can normally see if somebody's read it or not. So that's what that means. Or if you're on an application like Snapchat, you can normally tell if somebody's opened it. So they left it on open. Oh, okay. 
I'm learning all sorts of lingo here from this. This is a learning <laughs> podcast for me too. <laughs> I swore that I would always be in with the current slang and very quickly I realized that I am no longer current. <laughs> um, There's so many things that come up. It's really easy to get behind. Yes. So left it on open. I'm going to remember that. But yes, it is something that probably uh, younger generations maybe experience more often or uh, people, like you said, in the dating world. But basically it is somebody cutting off communication with you with no warning, just kind of don't hear back from them. I was going to say, and then oftentimes what ends up happening is there's no closure to that communication. So it leaves the other person wondering and not really understanding what happened and I think it it makes it easier to move past it if it, for example, is, you know, you just met this person once and you're never talking to them again. But when it's used in a relationship that you've had established for a little while and you've been in contact with somebody, I think it makes it a lot more difficult for the person to understand and to move forward. That's a good point. It does put sort of a lapse in what you're supposed to do next in a relationship. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I've heard this term used, it's primarily in my experience, I've heard it used for they just stopped and we never talked again. But I've also heard it for, you know, you're stopping and then you don't talk for, to the person for a while and then mm-hmm. maybe you start talking to them again. I think it just kind of depends on the context that you're using it. But Basically, I just stopped talking to you and I didn't really give you a reason why I stopped talking to you. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about first what boundaries are, then we'll get into what the comparison is. So boundaries are probably something that most people know what they are, but in practice, it's a lot more difficult to know exactly what your boundaries might be and what to do in that situation. So really, we're looking at things that make you uncomfortable, lines that you don't want other people to cross, things that maybe you don't tolerate very well, things like that. And That's really important to focus on now because in the midst of the holidays and all the craziness and having to go to work and do the normal daily grind, you're also having to maybe go to holiday parties, bring a food item to a work party. There's other demands and I think oftentimes we forget what our boundaries are in those situations because we're just trying to get things done and we're trying to make it to the end of the day. Some people too really want to make other people happy or they Mm -hmm. want to make sure that they're well liked. And who doesn't want to be well liked? Right. <laughs> but I think what ends up happening is you get a false sense of what your boundary then is at that point. And so we often take on more than we want to. So for example, if you are, like Jade said, being asked to bring something to a holiday party and you maybe don't have a lot of time to be making something, but you say yes because you know everyone else is bringing something and you don't want to be the only one not bringing something, you'll maybe push yourself to bring it even though it's too much for you and it might be, it might make your experience less, uh, less satisfying. Yes. Thank you. Less satisfying, less relaxing because 
you almost feel like someone made you do something you didn't really want to do and you didn't really have a say to do it. So finding that boundary and it's going to be different. Everyone's going to have different things that they're okay with and different things that, that work for them and, and don't work for them. So what might be a boundary for me might not be a boundary for you and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that's coming to mind as we talk to is not only boundaries in terms of going here and going there, But just in communicating with people on a daily basis, people have different needs in terms of, I need a little more quiet time to myself today. And some people feel really energized by constant interactions. So being aware of if people are constantly coming to talk to you throughout the day at work, maybe letting people know like, hey, today's a day that I just need to sort of be in my cubicle by myself or just those even small communication boundaries and getting what you need. And so I think this might be a good time to explore why ghosting and boundaries are related. Uh So I think that they can get confused at times because even though ghosting makes it easier to tell somebody no instead of setting that boundary. Some people will use it to get out of a situation in an easier way and kind of avoid that confrontation. But I think something that I've been hearing more commonly is stopping conversation with somebody because they've said no in so many ways and they aren't being heard. So then at that, that point, the only thing they feel they can do to make themselves comfortable and safe is to just stop talking. Mm -hmm. And that's okay at that point, because you've made an effort to be able to explain and communicate why you're not wanting to have contact with that person. So they're, they're similar, but they're, they're different. Yeah, similar in the sense that you, in either case, sort of end that communication or that relationship with that person. And I think what you're saying is different in the sense that sometimes people try and set those boundaries and those boundaries aren't respected. And so you're sort of left with this option of, okay, now I just need to cut off contact with that person. And to me, that that does seem like you are getting your needs met and that is what is important you know, you are setting that boundary for yourself and saying, if you're not going to respect my boundary, this is what I need to do to remove myself from a situation that I don't feel comfortable with. I think too, it's important to make the boundary really clear because sometimes because it's so hard to make a boundary and say what you're really needing, it's easier to go kind of in a roundabout way and tell mm-hmm. somebody what you're needing. And I think at that point, it, it may be not understood by the other person. So making sure you're being really clear. I'm trying to think of an example to make it more clear. So let's pretend you're somebody who just got a new job. So you have to get up earlier in the day and you want to go to bed earlier but you have some people that you normally used to have conversations with at night and you don't know how to tell them that you can't talk. Someone might say, if someone calls, they might pick it up and say, so, you know, I really want to be mindful of the time and I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go early. And then maybe the other person 
doesn't really pick up on that because they're thinking that you're trying to do it for them. And so they clarify, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I can keep talking. So then you maybe come up with a different thing. Oh, well, you know, and I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I don't know if I can do that when I'm on the phone. And so then the other person might then not get it. I think sometimes you can be subtle like that, but there are other times where you just really have to be clear. Hey, look, I am really sorry. I want to keep talking, but... I have to get up early, so I have to go to bed. That is a lot easier for somebody to hear that boundary than maybe the the workaround for it. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about boundaries and someone respecting them, it's important to think of two things. Am I being clear when I'm setting it? And if I am, is this person respecting it and picking it up? Because sometimes they might not even be picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. That's a really good point. And at the same time, it is so hard to say, you know, even like, hey, I got to go. I got to get off the phone right now. Sometimes that's really hard. And honestly, it took me years to really learn what my boundaries are and how to navigate them and how to communicate them and how to communicate them to different people because, you know, we want to be respectful and we also want to get our voices heard and different people hear it in different ways, right? So I might say to one person, look, I got to go now. And somebody else, I might sort of stand up in the chair and kind of try and move towards the door a little bit. Um, So it is a tough thing to navigate and it is sort of hard to be assertive. You know, some people I think struggle with that. Especially, too, if you're enjoying the conversation, Mm -hmm. it can be really difficult to be able to set that boundary. Or if you are, I mean, it's the same if you're at a holiday party, right? Like, let's pretend you are enjoying yourself. You don't really want to go, but you know you have an obligation tomorrow, so you, you have to leave. I think it makes it harder to set the boundary. It's a lot easier to set it when it's concrete and mm-hmm. you don't want to be there for some people. And for mm-hmm. some people, it's harder to set it when it when it is that they don't want to be there. So I think it kind of just depends on the reason you're needing to set it too. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people might bump into that situation as well with the holidays coming up because some of the things that people go to are fun and it is hard to say no to those things sometimes. So let's kind of come back around and relate the setting boundaries to to ghosting and I know we talked a little bit about how they were different how they were similar but how can you tell one from the other when you're doing it because I think many times it can be hard to figure out if it's happening to you or if you're actually doing it to somebody and I think the question to ask yourself if you're wondering if you're doing it is what's my intention behind it Mm -hmm. am I doing it because it's just easier than telling somebody Am I doing it because I feel like I've said something and they're not listening to me? Mm -hmm. Am I doing it because this person makes me really uncomfortable and I just don't even feel like I can tell them because they make me feel so uncomfortable? So those are things to think about if you're setting, if if you're the one that is stopping communication. If you're the one that has had communication stop to you then kind of asking okay so let's review what just happened is there something that i may have done to 
bother them or did I not really do anything and they maybe are just not wanting to talk anymore. I think it's a lot harder on you on that person's end because then you're kind of going into different scenarios and you really don't know why. And that's really not your job, right, to sit here and kind of try and figure it out. But sometimes that's kind of what we need to do if we're trying to make sense of it and move forward because we might not hear from that person again. You can, at that point, reach out to the person and ask them, I I recognize you stopped talking to me. Is there something that I did wrong? Because then that opens a conversation and they may be able to help you understand what happened. But I realize that's also really hard to do. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just easier to just not say anything and kind of make a guess and then move forward. But it also depends on your relationship with them. Is it worth it to me to mend this relationship? Should I take a pause and then come back and talk to them? Or is it not worth it? Yeah, I like that you brought that up. Is it worth it? Is it in my best interest to just sort of take this for what it is and try and move forward? Or do I really feel like I need that closure? And I think that also speaks to what your boundaries are and understanding understanding your boundaries. Do I need people to communicate the specifics with me? Or am I okay just accepting the situation as it is and moving forward? What is your boundary with what you need people to communicate to you? And I think this kind of goes into also different levels of relationships. And that might be something that we can get into at another time, but you're going to have different boundaries with different people. So for example, if you have somebody you're really close with, it could be a friend, it could be a family member. That's the person that's your go-to for anything that happens. You know, they're going to be there for you. Your boundary is going to look different with that person. And they're probably, because they're so close to you, going to respect your boundaries so they might not need to be set so often with maybe somebody that is just an acquaintance or somebody that is a friend but you're not close with them so maybe like a good friend they're they're gonna look different and they're gonna look different with family members too and they're gonna look different with strangers too Mm -hmm. so there might be something that you feel really comfortable doing with one person and not the other Mm -hmm. so it's important to kind of look at that and I think the more you recognize what they are and how to set them the better people can do for you because they'll understand what they are and the better your you will feel about your relationships because you're getting what you need in each of them. And it kind of helps you kind of weed through them too because if you're not getting what you need and you feel like you've really done your best to set them, then it might be time to reevaluate that relationship. Does it need to be moved to a different place in your life or is it time to maybe end it? Yeah, I think the sort of common theme is I I just keep coming back to what is your boundary in terms of what is your need in a particular relationship, whether it is that working relationship or romantic relationship or friendship on some level, being able to understand yourself and what your needs are and what you're looking for from the other person, then you can communicate that to them and hopefully get what you need out of that. And I think too, it's a lot harder during the holiday season than during the rest of the year, just Mm -hmm. because 
there is a lot more being asked of you and there are a lot more get-togethers and a lot more interactions with people in your life than mm-hmm. maybe your typical day-to-day schedule. So if you aren't if you aren't sure what your boundaries are or how to set them, it's going to be even more difficult because it's difficult for somebody who knows what they are and how to set them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around the holidays, there's so much more time spent with family. I think that's something that I hear a lot is you can love your family, but holidays are stressful. A lot of people are spending time in close quarters with a lot of people or people that they don't see very often. And over time, it's hard to navigate how to be with certain people. You know, you're sort of used to how you typically do things and then here you're having to sort of accommodate other people and other people are trying to accommodate you and it's almost like trying to navigate a new relationship again so I think that gets really hard for people and then you want to be sort of careful about not ruining the joy of the holidays and putting a damper on things so there's that additional stress Uh, you know how do I set my boundaries and still maintain this level of comfort in this place that I have to be with these people for another three days or something the other hard part too about the holidays and it's something that you've started to touch on is during the year you are interacting with people you're closest to you might have some interactions with people that you're not very close to but they don't come up as often and during the holidays just because you have family members doesn't necessarily mean you're super close to them. Mm-hmm. And so if you are going to be having more interactions around these people that maybe you're not that close to, or perhaps you know you really care about them and you would be closer to them, but you don't often feel like they respect your boundaries, mm-hmm. or maybe they hadn't, you had an interaction with them in the past or several where they we're not respecting any of them. So it's harder to have a relationship with them and you have to now see them. Yeah. It makes it really stressful to know how to navigate it. And what I often hear is, you know, I'm just going to put up with it and I'm going to muscle through. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to ask yourself if it's worth it in that situation, because if somebody really is not respecting you at all, can you enjoy yourself around them? And if you can, what does that look like? How can you make that work for you? And if you can't, what does that look like? What, What kind of things are you having to put in place so that you can still enjoy your holiday and maybe not have them be a part of it? Yes. How can I set my boundary in a way that nobody's going to get ghosted? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And forgiving yourself if you feel like you have been very clear, but people are just not understanding. Right. Yeah, that's so. If you feel like you need to ghost somebody, it's not with the intention. So it's then not really ghosting because your intention (laughs) is very clear. I've set my boundary. You're not listening. I've been very clear. You're making me uncomfortable. I don't think I can talk to you. So I'm just gonna leave you on open. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said that because I think there is a negative connotation with ghosting and there's kind of a positive connotation with boundaries, right? So how ghosting can really be a positive sort of self-preservation thing and how that can serve you well if if it does come to that. And if you do feel like you need to sort of implement that level of boundary with somebody. 
And I think at that point, it's not technically called ghosting on your end. It's yeah. called setting a boundary. But the mm -hmm. other person might feel like that's what it is mm -hmm. because they don't understand. And realistically, in life, sometimes we're just not going to understand why people do some things and why, how we got into certain situations. But I think as long as you're doing the best you can to be clear mm -hmm. and to take care of yourself, that's all you really can do. You can't make the other person understand. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I saw a quote one time. Some of you may have heard it. It's something along the lines of the only people who don't like you setting your boundary are the people who were benefiting from you not having any. So, mm. you know, you can sort of make of that what fits for you. But that sort of stood out to me because it really does say if somebody doesn't like the boundary that you're setting, then maybe that's something to think about and consider. And it's not that you're setting a bad boundary or that you shouldn't set that boundary, but perhaps it's good that you're setting that boundary. And if somebody doesn't like it, then, you know, maybe that's something to think about. And again, I mean, this is all very general, right? We could get into yes. so many specifics, but yes. that's not something I think we'll do today. However, when you're looking at it in the broad perspective, because each of you probably who are listening right now are coming up with different things uh, to explain boundary setting and what's going on for you right now, and they're probably all very different. Mm -hmm. But if you can really think, stop, take a step back and think, is am I setting this because I'm taking care of myself or am I setting it for a different reason? Because I think when we start getting into, you know, I'm, I'm setting this to get back at you or I'm setting this mm -hmm. to because I'm mad, that's completely different from what a boundary is actually made for. And if you're setting that because it's protecting you and it's something that is taking care of you in that moment and the other person's not understanding you don't really owe anybody an explanation for taking care of yourself mm -hmm. if you've tried to to explain it and they're just not listening that might not be the best person for you and that's okay not everybody gets along yeah that's very true so on that note one of the things that we wanted to talk about, we touched on this a little bit, but how to know that your boundaries are being crossed and a couple examples of what you can do to set those boundaries for yourself. So when I think about boundaries being crossed, I think about situations where I feel comfortable or I'm thinking in my head, you know, do I like this? Do I not like this? If I'm questioning something, then I'm, I'm checking where it is in relation to my boundaries. And if I don't feel good about something, then I know that my boundary is perhaps being crossed. So I think that sort of gut feeling is something to pay attention to and maybe a sign that your boundaries are being crossed. I think the other thing too that's coming to mind is if you feel like you are having a hard time even setting that boundary because you don't know if the other person is actually going to be able to hear you. That's a really big signifier too, because mm -hmm. that means that you've had problems in the past with this particular person hearing you and respecting you. So if you even, if you even struggle with setting it because of that, that says a lot. Yeah, that's a really good point because then you're no longer really considering what you need. It's sort of changing what you want yourself to need to be what the other person wants from you. Mm 
-hmm. And again, I think that that brings up the idea of this situation is uncomfortable. I, I don't feel good about this situation. I don't feel like this is how I would respond if I could respond any way that I needed to. Unfortunately, I think it's easier to set boundaries with people who respect them. Mm-hmm. And you need to and you need the boundaries, I think, even more with people who don't. Yes. That is such a good point. The people who are respectful of boundaries and are gonna hear them probably aren't the ones that you're constantly needing to set them with. Yeah, and that, that totally does make situations really hard. And sort of bringing it back to the idea of the upcoming holidays, there are so many people that you might be close to and you want them to be happy. And, you know, for example, people might really want to spend time with you because they care about you because they want that time with you. And to a point, it can start to sort of feel like one other thing that you have to fit into the holiday schedule or fit into your day and that becomes stressful. Um, But you don't want to let that person down because you know that they care about you. So it does sort of get this tangled, you know, I know this person cares about me, but at the same time, they're not respecting what I'm saying I need and what feels good and true to me. So that can be a tough line, which sort of brings us to our examples of how you can set that boundary and feel okay about it. One of the things that comes to mind for me is I'm going to say, sort of start with like the blunt method and say like, uh, this is the plan that I have. I know that you want me to do X, Y, Z, but what I need for myself right now is ABC and just being very clear and very direct. You know, not everybody's comfortable with that, but I think that is a way to go. It's just being very clear, very direct about, I understand this is what you want from me and this is what I'm willing to give to you. Uh, Another example on how to set boundaries, uh, specifically during the holidays, would be to remember it's okay to set a time limit Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's really draining to be around some of the people who you have to make put extra effort out there to set boundaries with. So if you have a time limit then you're making sure you're still being able to participate, but you're getting what you need at the same time. So you still get to enjoy your time, but then you're not getting overly drained by it. Yes, so important. I think maybe I said this earlier, but as adults, I hear a lot of adults say, the holidays are so stressful. Like they're not even really enjoyable for me. They're just stressful. So to really remind yourself that the holidays should be joyful for you as well and so to be mindful of okay where is the line that I can go to this event and enjoy myself and leave when I feel like I need to leave not stay for other people you know what is going to allow me to enjoy the holidays or enjoy my time with these people in the most healthy way that I can And I think you can have an idea ahead of time and then it could be really hard to stick to it. Mm -hmm. So if you, in your mind, have this idea, you know, I'm going to go to this event and I know that I could do about two hours before I start getting overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or I don't really know 
how many hours I can do. I think it might be a good idea to check in in about an hour to keep yourself on track. If you're going alone, you can kind of set an alarm or a reminder on your phone or have like a friend text message you. If you're going with a partner of yours, you can have that conversation ahead of time and they can kind of help you keep on track and check in with you during the time that you're there to make sure that you're still okay. Has it changed? Do you feel like you can stay or do you need to go earlier? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's okay too to tell the host, you know, Mm -hmm. I would love to come by. I'm only gonna be able to stay for a couple hours um, you know, I have to leave at 9.30, but I'll be there for a couple hours before that. And I think ideally, when you set that boundary, someone says, okay, got it. Thank you for letting mm-hmm. me know. But there are going to be people that are going to push. Well, why do you have to leave at 9.30? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And so at that point, if you're not feeling comfortable to tell them why you're leaving, because that could be kind of hard to explain to people sometimes, you know, I just got to go home got to recharge. Sometimes people blame it on something else because that is what the other person can hear. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that you're making something up. It's that you're, you're using what you have to set a boundary when it's really hard to set it because you, in your experience, people haven't necessarily heard it when you've been very clear. Yeah. Sort of using the tools that you have at that moment. Yeah. I think this sort of reminds me of all of us do the best that we know how Mm -hmm. in a given situation. And if what you need is to go home and the best way that you know how to deal with that in that moment is to say, uh, you know, I just have to get up early. So I need to be in bed, like, fine, so be it. And perhaps this is, you know, if you are seeing a therapist, perhaps this is something to talk about with them as well. What is going to work for your specific situation? How can you build those boundaries and that toolbox, so to speak, so that you have more ways to say, this is what I need and this is how I'm going to get it? Absolutely. I think sometimes it's, it's nice to have a plan when you're going into these, because if you have a plan, whether you're talking about it with a therapist that you have or a friend or a partner or just kind of to yourself kind of trying to make it a plan, Mm -hmm. you know what to expect and you know what to do if something comes up. So it just makes it less anxiety-provoking even if it is stressful still because you know you're going to be able to handle it. You have all of these tools in the back of your, your head. One thing that I did want to bring up too is that a sort of intrusion on your boundaries or a crossing of your boundaries that you're not comfortable with, like I said, it can come in different ways. And I think one of the ways that people really feel it during the holidays, and maybe it's not really called a boundary during the holidays, but just this idea of gift giving and this sort of expectation that I need to buy gifts for people and maybe I'm not in a financial place where I can do that for the people that are going to give gifts to me or people that are expecting gifts. So to sort of, I guess, be okay with saying, hey, you know, I think I'm going to forego gifts this year. Maybe we can all go to dinner instead or 
you know, instead of gifts this year, let's um, all come to my house and bring your favorite flavor latte or hot chocolate or tea and, you know, let's spend time together. So to sort of realize where your uh, level of comfort with the financial aspect of the holidays is and working with people, letting them know what limit you're okay with this year. And you can also too, uh, along with that, you can make something for somebody. If you are somebody who's super crafty, like you can make a scarf if you're into knitting. That mm-hmm. doesn't, that's not very expensive. Um, or something else too would be maybe you want to limit to maybe $10. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be very expensive. There are some times too where you get a gift, but you didn't you didn't think to give one to somebody and that's okay. It's not about having to give someone something because they gave you something. It's not an obligation. Sometimes people just want to give you something because they thought of you and it just made sense and they thought it would be the perfect fit. And it wasn't necessarily an established, yes, we're gift giving this year. It was a I really want to give this to you and I don't really expect something in return. If someone is expecting something in return, that's a whole different boundary thing. Right. Yeah. And then I think it's about determining your comfort level with that. Um, But that is something that I wanted to bring up because I had mentioned earlier how a lot of times I hear from adults about the stress of the holidays. And that is one of the things that comes up is I've got to buy all these gifts for these people and I don't know how I'm going to afford that. I think that and the idea of spending time with, you know, family or people that they haven't seen in a long time and don't necessarily know how to navigate that situation. Those are the two sort of stressors and boundary provokers that I hear people talk about the most. The other one that I hear a lot of too is if you are somebody who has had difficult relationships with your family members and so you have chosen not to have relationships with them anymore holidays can be difficult because it's just a reminder that you don't have as those family members to celebrate with anymore and it can be it can be lonely and it can be sad to remember that the relationship you had with them maybe wasn't ideal and didn't work the way you needed it to. So making sure that you are not isolating yourself and you're reaching out to other people that maybe uh, are in your life that, that do respect your boundaries. Because it's not necessarily about only getting together with family. Mm-hmm. I think the holidays are times for you to celebrate the relationships you have with people and how grateful you are to have those relationships. They don't necessarily have to be family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's about who brings positivity to your life. And one thing that I want to bring up as well is that some people don't celebrate the holidays. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the holidays and how to navigate your boundaries during the holidays and what that brings up. And it is a time where some people don't celebrate the holidays and how to let people know, you know, I'm not celebrating or this is my belief around that uh, and how to keep your level of comfort in that, in that boundary. I think the 
another example that I want to bring up of how to set your boundaries would be to be realistic about what you can take on and what you can do. Because oftentimes you are going to be asked to do different things for different situations, different events over the holidays. And if you feel like you have the time to do it, go ahead and do it. But if you feel like it's going to be too much and just thinking about it is overwhelming, it might be a good idea to kind of take a step back, look at all of the obligations that you already have and see realistically if you can fit that stuff in or if you need to ask for help. Can you say no and still go? Or do you need to ask somebody for help to do something so that you can have whatever it is that you need when you're going to this event? Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. Looking at the things that are on your plate already and determining if adding something is going to fill your plate or overflow it. (laughs) And when you say that fill your plate or overflow it, I start to think about just the stuff that we do in a daily basis during the holidays or not that kind of add to ourselves rather than take from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's something to keep in mind too, because since we have more obligations or more things that are coming up during this time of year, for the most part in general, maybe not for everybody, it's even more important to make sure you're looking at what is taking from me right now that's draining me and can I add more of what is giving to me and making me feel happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking about the overall themes that we've talked about in the course of today's podcast and reflecting on the different things that have come up. And I think you sort of circle around to that perfectly with the idea of, you know, we talked about paying attention to your gut feelings, paying attention to the cues that your body and sort of level of exhaustion are giving you, listening to yourself, being attuned to if something is sort of feeding your soul or if it's draining it. Um, So I think sort of the overall theme here is to check in with yourself, see how you're feeling. Are you feeling good or are you not feeling good? I think if you're not feeling good, it's a sign that either some self-care is in order or a boundary is being crossed, whether that's somebody else crossing a boundary or if that's you giving too much. And I think to add on to that, so when you're not feeling good, I think most of the time, and again, I mean, there are going to be exceptions to this, but most of the time it is because a boundary is not being respected or a boundary needs to be set because Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't set them. And whether that is taking care of yourself or saying, no, I don't know, it kind of depends on you and your situation. But oftentimes when we get to that place where we aren't feeling very good, there needs to be some kind of switch that happens. Yes, I really love how you said that. If a boundary is being crossed or if a boundary needs to be set. I think that's a really good way to phrase that. I like that. And on that note, I think let's sort of give a summary of the ways that we identified to set those boundaries. So we had talked about just being forward and saying it, setting that boundary, being direct with it. We talked about setting a time limit. If you're going to go somewhere, have that 
that time that you want to leave and either setting an alarm, having somebody text you and reminding you, having uh, the friend or the partner that you're going with sort of in on that plan, or even letting that host know you'll be leaving at a certain time. We talked about not feeling like you need to give a gift and being aware of your sort of financial boundaries around the holidays and either making a different plan with people instead of gift giving or perhaps making gifts instead. Um, And then Allison talked about planning ahead, being realistic about what else you can do that will feel good to you. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that, Allison? I think too, maybe if we just want to recap, I think something else we talked about in the beginning before we even got to the boundary setting and how to set them and how you know they need to be set was Mm -hmm. ghosting and how sometimes ghosting can be confused with setting a boundary because it both of them can eventually end on not Mm -hmm. communicating that is the definition of ghosting but then normally when you're setting a boundary you ideally would just set it in in the clearest way you can but sometimes when you're when you're trying to do that, it can't. it's not heard. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is to just stop talking to that person. And so that's where they can kind of get confused. So if you're trying to understand the difference in what's happening, it's good to recognize and think about what your intention is when you aren't talking with somebody anymore. Is it because you're trying to set a boundary and they aren't listening? Or is it because you're trying to get out of setting a boundary because it's easier? Right, yeah. Did you... Did you set those boundaries before that ghosting happened or are you quote unquote ghosting to avoid taking those steps of setting those boundaries Uh, and also seeing or reflecting on if somebody else set those boundaries before ending communication with you. I think that's something that might happen more frequently over the holidays when people are either really busy or trying to do you know, a lot of social things at once. I think too, something to add there is to just be patient and forgiving too with the people that you care about because oftentimes, especially when people are busy, like during the holidays, we can forget to respond. So maybe we have so many things on our plate. We look down, we're in the middle of something. We got an email or a text or a car. We listen to the voicemail and we can't go back and unlisten to it or unread it. And there's no mark to say except for on a ma- uh, an email maybe that you didn't read it. Um, so sometimes it could be hard to remember to respond. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's okay, you know, to, to reach out and ask because you have to think what was their intention? Was their intention really to hurt me if I really know them very well? It probably mm-hmm. wasn't. So just kind of keeping that in mind too. Yeah. Absolutely. And sort of on that topic of forgiveness and just trying to understand maybe the situation that the other person is, I want to put it out there that this, like I said before, this could be a really good topic to explore with your own therapist because I think that the idea of boundaries and how we react to people setting boundaries and how we react to 
people stopping communication with us. I think that those are really big topics and can probably go far beyond what we can cover in a single episode of this podcast, especially when it comes to your own specific situation and how you're responding to those and things that are coming up for you when these things are happening. So that's something that I want to put out there, that this may be a, a topic to explore more in depth with your own therapist if stuff is coming up for you as we talk about this. But on that note, let's dive right into our tips for how to bring some positivity into your life. Easy little steps. One thing that comes up for me, and again, all year long, but around the holidays, try when you can to eat foods that make you feel good. The holidays, I think we all know, are so loaded with chocolates and really good food. And I often hear people saying, and I do this too, like I eat them and then don't feel very good after. So just being mindful of eating things that are going to make you feel good. That sort of goes along with that idea of boundaries and doing things that, that you'll feel good about at the end of the day. And I think my tip goes along with that because something I hear a lot of and maybe more during the holidays than I hear during the rest of the year is the way that we talk about food. So labeling things as good and bad. So that chocolate was really bad for me. Now I feel bad and I made, I maybe made bad decisions. And what does that say about me as a person if I make bad decisions? So really being aware of that because I think if you look at it in the broad perspective, there isn't really good and bad food. There's food that gives us the nourishment that we need in order to survive and function. And there are foods that maybe give us more of that nutrition than the other foods. And realistically, when you're looking at the foods that are labeled bad, those are the foods that taste really good right <laughs> and those are the foods that we're gonna have more maybe during the holidays so it's okay to eat those foods especially if they make you feel good because because they taste good but I think going back to what Jade said maybe in moderation eat you know enough where you're feeling pretty good but not so much where you're going to feel bad about yourself and really paying attention to how you're talking to yourself about it when you're eating mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and it is, it's not yet, hint, hint, in my scope to give specific nutritional advice, but I do think that we all sort of see patterns of how we feel when we eat certain foods. You know, does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel bad? And what is going to give me the energy to to make it through these holiday events that, that I'm going to and to have the energy to spend with the people that I want to spend these holidays with. Anything you want to add to that? No, I think we just about covered it. Okay, well then until next week, thank you for joining us for episode two. 